This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Hi, I'm Vyoka Zimatu, your host for the brand new program, Show Me. Every Tuesday at 12 p.m., we will share on the word, focus on building oneness in our nation. Join me every Tuesday at 12 p.m. on Show Me. It's no longer just about the talk, it's about the walk. Umdu, gumdu, kabandu. It is a very good afternoon. It is a very good midday. It is the time to say it's show me. It's no longer time for talk. It is time to do. It's time to be. Time to display whatever words have been saying and speaking. <laughs> yeah, no more lip service. <laughs> it shows says focuses on building unity and oneness in our communities. We say greetings to you. Greetings to you wherever you are listening to us from. You are tuned in to Radio K Pulpit. You're daily companion. My name is Yogas Matu. The show is Show Me. The King of Glory has come in. It is midday. It's a gate of time. So let us lift up the gates of this time with Psalm 24 and say the world and all its fullness belongs to the Lord. The earth and all who live on it are his. He built it on the deep waters beneath the earth and laid its foundations in the ocean depths who has the right to go up the Lord's hill? Who may enter his holy temple? Those who are pure in act and in thought, who do not worship idols or make false promises. The Lord will bless them and save them. God will declare them innocent. Such are the people who come to God, who come into the presence of the God of Jacob. Fling wide the gates, open the ancient doors. And the great king will come in. Who is this great king? He is the Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, victorious in battle. Fling wide the gates, open the ancient doors. And the great king will come in. Who is this great king? The triumphant Lord. He is the great king. Hallelujah. Let us open in prayer. Father, we come before you this midday. Thank you that you are present in our midst. We thank you for your word that is life, your word that is able to resurrect situations that are dead and bring them back to life. When we speak your word with authority and with faith, expecting to see the manifestations of that which you have promised. So as we stand at this midday today, Lord, we open our hearts, we open our minds, open our spirits to receive from what you have for us today, irrespective of our circumstances, of our situations and where we find ourselves. But now we take this time to surrender to you, to say, have your way, Lord. No matter what situation we find ourselves in, we say, have your way. We pick up the cross and we follow you. And so we submit ourselves to you, Holy Spirit. We say we are here, dwell among us, do only what you can do. Speak to us, Lord. We say, here we are, send us. Here we are, Lord, send us. Here we are, send us. In Jesus' name, amen. Vuyokazi Matu on Radio K Pulpit, 729 AM.
Yeah, but yeah, but yes. Ah, we are back. What a way to open. Ah, that's such a beautiful, beautiful song of worship. It says we praise Him. We praise Him. We praise Him. We praise Him. <laughs> we praise Him. Just as I say those words, and I'm just reminded of the word. Uh, really, in Psalm 24, when it speaks about. Uh, that the world, all the world belongs to him. He created everything that you see. He is the creator. He is the maker. He is in control. I woke up with a song uh, just yesterday, uh, but it's a closer song. <laughs> I was just saying, Yena <laughs> Yena sonki sinto silaulwa Guenko siyama kosi And it's really just a song that says um, No matter what is happening on the earth, he is the ruler In the heavens, he is a ruler that God is in control. And I just remember how my spirit was just so encouraged. You know how at times when you are swamped and you are overshadowed by certain things that you see around you in our country, what is happening in the nations and all that. But the Lord says, I have not lost control. <laughs> I am here and I have not lost control. I am still in control like I was when I created the heavens and the earth. All the world is mine and I am still in control. And you can forget at times and pray and call unto the Lord and call unto him as if he's not hearing and he's not seeing. But above everything, you can call on him as if he is unaware. <laughs> I was like, I, I just said the spirit of the Lord just like, I'm not unaware of what is happening. Just like he's not unaware of what you are dealing with, even on this day. Hallelujah. Yo, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yo, today, as we look into the matter of the day, the backbone of our program, uh, what we stand for in the matters of unity and oneness, and you find that this is an issue of the heart, as I was just meditating a lot to saying it's a the unity and oneness is an issue of the heart. And how do you deal with that? You deal with it by dealing with the heart. You deal with it by dealing with your mindset. You deal with it by cleansing your heart. You deal with it by purifying your heart, humbling yourself. <laughs> a friend of mine always said, it is better to humble yourself than to wait until God has to humble you himself. So it is good for us to humble ourselves. It is good for us to be his vessels of building, vessels of reconstruction. As we look into the matters of rebuilding and building unity and oneness, it's an issue of the heart. So as we return to him, return to him. In, in, in Hosea 14, says, return to him. So as we return to him, because we can hear about unity, we can 
a minister on unity. We can empower ourselves on oneness. But if your hearts are not ready to embrace each other and see as brothers and sisters, as long as they're still in the heart, something that wants to elevate you above others, as long as you don't see through the eyes of God, unity and oneness will only remain in vision, in a place where we are seeking and going towards but not arriving. But to facilitate the process of arrival, of implementation and being in truthful, in truthfulness and authenticity, it's an issue of the heart. It's an issue of return. So as I was meditating on this a lot, speaking a lot about the issue of repentance, the acknowledgement of sin, I used to understand it. Uh, I think I would say I personally also had limited understanding when it comes to repentance. Uh, I think I understood it to a level like confession, like admitting, says, yes, Lord, we've done this and all. I acknowledge I've made this mistake. I acknowledge I've blown this. I acknowledge I've done this. But the Lord calls us to repent. And when you repent, it's when you acknowledge and take responsibility and return and change and bow to what he says you must do. So he says in his word in Ephesians 2, the word of the Lord says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Prepared that we should walk in them. Meaning walking in the ways of the Lord, walking in his uh, direction, principles, commands, and laws, the pattern of Jesus. He is our way, according to John 14, verse 6. The way Jesus is the way, is the truth, and is the life. And if we say that we are a people of God, but do not change and do not look like him, that you see his word and hear what he says, but completely different to what we do, then we are not in his way and we are in some other way, in another path. We say one thing with our mouths, but we do not mm, exercise or display or are not ambassadors of Jesus, of the word, in the way that we think, our mindset, and in how we live our lifestyle. So, when we choose to follow what our flesh does, have you seen the ways the standards of the Lord are high? <laughs> I must not say they can be high. They are high. And that's the place when he says, come up higher. That's this place exactly where he's calling us as a people. And I'm noticing that the higher you go, the more you climb the mountain of the Lord, getting closer and closer to him, understanding uh, the matters of humility and obedience, it crushes your heart, it crushes your pride, it crushes uh, 
um, the, that thing that the world uh, symbolizes and sees it is more important. That's exactly what uh, the Spirit uh, demands of us, that we choose His way. And the only way to get back to God's path is to repent, is to acknowledge, is to put a spotlight internally and see what is inside of you that is out of line with what God's commands. So he commands us to repent. So as we look into this matter of repentance, to making it our lifestyle, it is not a punishment. Repentance is a gift. It's a God's extended grace and mercy, allowing us the time to turn around and change from our wicked ways, change the issues of the heart. You know, it's a, when I say it's about the heart, I truly mean there's so much that we can do externally. You can act right and do the right thing in the eyes of others, but the heart can be exactly where it was, meaning that you are able to pretend and act, but if the heart is not following, if the motive is different, to what you display or you just want to position yourself as someone who is seen right but is not right in the heart so it is still a lie so god is challenging us today to return to look into our hearts and be concerned about the state and the content and the character of our hearts before him in the private uh, in the private space, in the private, in the closet, where nobody's looking. Who are you when nobody's looking? Who are you really when no one is looking, when we are not acting in front of people? Are you able to still do what is right when nobody is, um, when nobody is monitoring you? We agree with God when we choose his way, when we return and we repent, we agree with God and we reject the flesh, the guidance of the flesh. So repentance is a turnaround. It means that you stop walking in the path of sin. You stop walking in the path of doing what pleases you, but you follow the standard of the word, no matter what it costs on your on, 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 on you. Uh, on what we are used to doing, on the decisions you may have taken, the word may say something else, and even to the deepest challenge and the clashing of the kingdoms and altars about what you believe, where you come from, what your culture is. In the kingdom, we have one culture, a kingdom culture. We have a culture that is Jesus. But hey, you look around us and see we have so many different interpretations and doctrines. That's where we still need, as a body of Christ, the mercy of God. You know, judgment comes, it starts in the house of the Lord. We ourselves have a lot of internal cleansing to do. So when it comes to repentance, we can't just jump to point fingers on others. We can't just jump to... Um, to to raise a red pen of correction to others when we have so many of the fingers pointing at us. So let us start with internally with ourselves, with all the compartments, the different doctrines, religions within the um, within the the Catholic, 
Yo, let me not even begin to mention all the different ways that we come to read the Word of God with all different interpretations and understandings. So, Lord is challenging us and calling us up higher. According to Jeremiah 33 verse 3 says, Come up higher, come up higher, and I will show you what must happen after this. Coming up higher, coming up to a place where you don't see your way of seeing things as superior, but that in your understanding of what it is that you understand about the kingdom, but your capacity to love remains that of Jesus, that which was displayed by him who was able to walk on the earth and speak with thieves, with prostitutes, with murderers, with anyone. It's such a high standard of our calling, calling us to love, calling us to agape love. Because if we do not agree with God, then we need to repent of the things that we deviate from when he calls us to bow to his ways and his word. So we choose to agree with God. Amen. <laughs> we choose to agree with God. And in this, we shame the devil. When we choose the highway of holiness, when we choose the way of purification, of cleaning and cleansing of the heart, we shame the devil. Then he has us believing and worshiping another opinion about ourselves, not anymore, not any longer. So as we come before him and as we choose to deliberately come before the Lord and consciously to break off our agreements with the ways of the flesh, with the ways of Satan, and then we come back into God's highway of holiness, which is God's way. So as we come to this time, it's when you say your government, when you come to the government, to Ubukhulumente, it's the government of God. The government of God is the government and the rulership of the Holy Spirit. It is the following and obedience without rebelling obedience to what God says, irrespective of what it costs you. So these are the people of faith. That's why it's just so important for us to, to charge our faith, <laughs> to charge our faith, to charge our faith. Because when your faith is not charged, it is going to fall when you are called up higher. Because when God calls up higher, it's not always honky-dory. It's not always, oh, that's easy. I can just run up at times, most of the time, because we choose the narrow gate most of the time when God calls you up higher. Calling you up higher to your next level of authority in the spirit, calling up you up higher to a next level of boldness, of courage, of the release of your voice and the roar of the Lord. It's very rare that you just walk up that without carrying any cross there is always a cross to carry whether it is that you may be married to someone who fell and then uh, and now became drunkards and the lord says i will redeem this person pray stay in your marriage do not go 
it's always such a challenging situation when it comes to such matters. When God, you are uh, in the hot seat, you are at work, your work is challenging every day. There's different kinds of pressures. And the Lord speaks to you clearly and directs you that I have called you here. This is your assignment. It's not just a job. This is an assignment. And the Lord gives you the assignment, empowers you for the assignment, anoints you for the assignment, and gives you the muscles and the skin to overcome the fire that you are going through. So even today, as we look into this matter of repentance, there is power in repentance. If you can catch that today, there is power in repentance. You may find that some of the uh, pressures and what you are experiencing as your pressure at work, it is something that is a spirit and a principality that is ruling in the territory. And God is trusting you on your assignment on that location to raise up an altar of prayer in the place, to decree and to declare his word in the place, to remove, to tear down, pull down the stronghold in that place so that you can establish the government of the rulership of the Holy Spirit, which is the word of God in that place. And it becomes very challenging for Christian environments, even uh, when it comes to a place where people already understand the word, already are born again, but the kind of challenges that you deal with in this very same environment, professing to know Christ, that you experience the most turmoil and unrest in the spirit. Then it means that you are on assignment. There is a task for you. It's your training ground. It's your challenge. And there are things that won't come down in different territories until you speak. Until you speak. Until you choose to release the word in that place. Because Jesus is the king of kings. He is king above the king that is ruling the territory. He is the king of kings and he is the lord of lords. And when you dedicate your time to ensuring that at a certain place in your workplace, you, you, you sacrifice the time before work, lunchtime or after work, we have a dedicated appointment to release the word of God in that environment. That's your war. Because that particular thing may be wanting, may be a spirit that wants to divert your destiny because you are maybe called into this place and you know you are called to this place. You have not heard the Lord say, leave this place. The Lord has called you in this place, but the pot is hot <laughs> and you are in it. But the Lord calls you. Am I speaking to someone out there today? Hey. The Lord is speaking to someone out there today. The Lord says, don't quit. He hasn't called you. If God hasn't called you to go, then it's not time to go. Because there are certain assignments and graces that and the anointings that rest with certain people to pull down certain kinds of stronghold. Because you have been sent to be the one to tear down Goliath so that the Israelites can be free. So in this time when the Lord is anointing his people, empowering them, giving them authority, power, and courage to pull down demonic strongholds and principalities that have been controlling territories for decades, 
satanic and demonic oppressors in the spiritual realms, in the atmosphere. For we are not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers and rulers of darkness in the heavenly places. So you have been sent. It's not time to quit. It is time to raise up an altar to the Lord. It is time to service that altar. It is time to have a dedicated time to service the altar. You know that at a certain time and a certain day, this is the time that is dedicated and it is not a time that is taking time out of the employer's time or if it is your environment but maybe these people who have walked into your environment with certain spirits that have changed the atmosphere then you take control you take authority and demand that everything bow to Jesus. There is power in reading the word aloud. I've seen that evidently so many times. There is a difference when you read the word silently and there is a difference when you read the word aloud. When you are starting out, it may feel strange to read the word aloud, especially when you are not used to it. But that's your weapon because your voice is your it's like your voice is your is like your voice is your weapon. Your voice is like a gun at war. Because you know, we are not fighting with Ezekiel, we are not fighting with the arms of this world. Our arms are spiritual. So the most powerful is the rod of authority, which is your words, your mouth. So if those are mum are muzzled, if those are silent, you may not maybe see the fruit in the say in the in the momentum. There may be a slowness and not see it in the momentum in which you should receive. So as you read, especially if you are dealing with a stronghold in an atmosphere, you can't fight sleeping. You can't fight lying down on your back. You have to arise and release your voice. Because there's certain things that are just waiting for the voice of the Lord to be released in the atmosphere. The voice of the word of God, because the word of God is your arrow. It is the sword in the spirit. Whilst physical soldiers go to war carrying machine guns and bombs, yours is right there in the power of the tongue. Life and death is in the power of the tongue, depending on how you use your tongue. So as we stand at this time before we go to this song by Smokey Nuffle, Eti Understand. So as we stand here now, we must understand that we have the weapons that we have been given. And I think one of the things that have blinded us for far too long has been being naive to the fact that we are at war because we've come to the word and uh, as a people of God, just expect things to just run smoothly. You know, to just expect good and prosperity and love and peace and all of that, and that's what we and, and that's what we work towards, and that's what we are creating with our words. But it needs you to take dominion in the environment according to the weapons that you have been given. The more you use them, the more the atmosphere of righteousness, justice, and peace falls into the environment where the word of God is consuming and impregnated into the atmosphere because you are called to impregnate the atmosphere with the word of God in order to incubate and create an atmosphere for the birthing of the will of God in that environment. So God wants to birth your Isaac. 
but it is our responsibility to incubate the atmosphere and make it conducive for that birthing by filling it with the word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's take a break with Smokey Nofal. The city, the song is understand. We'll see you after this. You're listening to Show Me on Radio K Pulpit 729 AM. Wow, isn't that song beautiful by Philippine in the mighty name of Jesus? It says, let us stand together. Let us fight this battle. But I love the part mostly that says, but not on our own. Ah, hallelujah. We are not fighting on our own. Not our own. Not our on our own. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord for music. Bless the Lord for creativity, for talent, for gifts. What are you doing with yours? Are you blessing the nations with yours? Hallelujah. We are being challenged to the place of coming up higher to come to tell God that we are willing. We are willing to change. We are willing to come under the leadership of the Spirit, that we are willing to repent. We are willing to repent and to repent fast. And we are willing to not just to repent, but to transform and change from our wicked ways. There's nothing worse than coming before God with the same, same, same issue every time. Even though He is our Father, He is understanding. But when we keep coming to him with the same thing, with the same thing, we delay our own progress. We delay our own destiny. We succumb at those times. But we are called up higher today. <laughs> we are called up higher to come up higher. To do that which we haven't done before. Have you? That's part of coming up higher. The part of coming up higher, ways to come up higher. You know, um, a, a humbling yourself before you are being humbled. And like if you do notice that uh, there's something and mistakes that you keep doing and all that, to acknowledge it. And the power of confession, there are things that are just waiting for you to admit. And you will never have to deal with that again. <laughs> I'll say that again. There are things, there are struggles that are just waiting for you to admit, and they are broken. And you may have struggled for a long time with it, but that's where that power of confession and repentance is. And it sounds so cliche and so far-fetched. Oh, it's like, ah, you, uh, uh, you are just told so that you can uh, come down or, or, or from your pride and come down from your high horse. It's just not about you. It's about your growth. It's about climbing the mountain of holiness, coming up higher uh, to the ways of God. So it is imperative that we as his people repent fast. Once you've noticed that you've done something, repent fast, transform, and purpose in your heart to transform and to change. For we are living in a society where we, we continue to I would say that to push out the issue of God being merciful um, more than we are about taking responsibility and to quit sinning, to quit sin instead of 
sitting in the comfort of saying, yes, our Father is merciful. Yes, He is merciful, but we cannot keep doing the same things that we are aware of, that He does not want us to do in this process of maturity. So as we are called up higher, for example, do you have somebody that you have struggled uh, to, to, to let go, somebody you've struggled to forgive, somebody you've struggled to, 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 to release from your heart. And it's not an issue of judgment. It's an issue of admission, an issue of confession before God. And it's an issue because it's, it, it, it also holds you back from the progression and the forward momentum when we are held back in unforgiveness because it closes certain doors unforgiveness that's why it is my heart that even if you take not if you take anything from the program today understand the power of admitting to your sin acknowledging confessing repenting and purposing in your heart to change i remember i was reading uh, in natasha's book on uh, repentance natasha grip it just really is a part there that really blessed my heart about um you know, uh, I think I was more blessed by the by authenticity, acknowledgement, and truth. The truth is, I love truth. I I I, <laughs> I love the truth, and it doesn't have to be right. It doesn't have to be correct. It doesn't have to be uh, perfect. Doesn't have to be yeah. It doesn't have to be uh, holy. I, I love it when uh, people are able to acknowledge. I love it when I am able to acknowledge something that I've done wrong. You know, when even when I am struggling with it, even when I am struggling with it. So, yes, Lord. So, as we come, as I'm reminded about this matter of coming before the Lord. And just admitting, I'm reminded of uh, this sharing that I'm referring to of someone who really struggled to forgive the father because the father was in prison for a long time. So all her, all her primary school, high school, father was, um, was in hospital and just could not, uh, and just could not, take this situation and was so angry and was asked, are you going to forgive your father? And her immediate response was, no, I cannot forgive what my father has, dead, has done. I want him dead. When he was asked, are you willing to forgive him? And she replied, no, I am not willing to forgive him. But it's good to give opportunity, people opportunity to say, Will you ask God to make you willing? Will you ask God to make you willing? Will you ask God to make you willing? <laughs> when you are not willing, will you ask God to make you willing? So I'm, I'm, I'm reminded of that today. If you are struggling with a situation, there is a power just in acknowledging you don't have to be perfect. There's a power I've seen this, been through, and also just experienced this situation where you wrestle 
with something to get to a certain place. You know where you are supposed to be with God, but the truth of the matter is your heart is not there yet. You know, so it is important to just acknowledge that your heart is not there yet and that you acknowledge that it is something that is a call of God to forgive, but then acknowledge that you have not been able to forgive and maybe still too hurt to forgive. But the question is, are you willing, you know, and that God will help you to be willing. And that is our prayer today, that God will help you to be willing. Tell God and say, God, I am willing to do what you are calling me to do, but I am not able to do it now. Just by admitting you go closer to doing what God is calling you to do. God will bring you to the foot of the cross and he will begin the healing process, the maturing process, where you will not believe it. Been through this situation myself, it's a testimony for another day, where God struggled to deal with the situation of how hurt you were and then get to a place where you say, Lord, I'm willing to get there, but it's still too painful. And God was able to take me to that place of being able to let go and completely forgive that you don't believe it is you who has made a whole turn around from a place of unforgiveness to a place of complete love. That is the power of Jesus, the power of the word who is able to raise dead situations back to life. I hope that you are encouraged you are strengthened you are moved from the place where you were into the next place of victory we are moving as his people from victory to victory from glory to glory with forward moment i'm hoping not to find you next week in the same place where you were this week so as we repent as we confess as we admit the truth about where we are god is able to give us the wings to fly into the next phase of our glory. I hope that you are blessed. We'll see you again next week, same time, same place, right here on Show Me. As the heart changes, we are able to move into the space of oneness and unity and that we can truly embrace others in humility and obedience. See you next week. May the Lord help you. In Jesus' name, amen. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.